Welcome back, y'all, to episode 87 of the Zachary Wingate Podcast, where we go 365 days bringing you a podcast every single day. Nothing is off the table. We cover all topics on this with the intention to master the short form podcast. These podcasts are about 15 minutes, and with them, I like to get into a lot of different topics, information, as well as do research. So today, we're going to have an interesting one for you. It was a little bit of a request, so we're going to hop into it. So sit back, relax, and listen, and enjoy the podcast. I mean, this one is a hot topic. Maybe not today, but yesterday it was having to do with Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving is a professional basketball player. Um, Drafted in 2011, played six years with the Cleveland Cavaliers, um, played, I think, two years with the Celtics, and now is with the New Jersey Nets. Correction, the Brooklyn Nets. And, um, you know, he he originally, and today I just kind of want to get into some of the rhetoric and conversation about the anti-Semite, anti-Semite, anti-Semitic, him being anti-Semitic, and, you know, kind of my take on it. This is my hot take on it, um, and kind of going from there. So let's get into it. So first of all, I just kind of want to break down Kyrie Irving a little bit, give some context. Um, I think that people are multifaceted. I think in this day and age, it's so easy to brand someone opposed to understand them. So the first thing that's interesting about Kyrie Irving, in my opinion, is actually his birth. So he was born in Australia, and his father was a basketball player as well. Kyrie Irving has dual dual citizenship within the United States and Australia. Unfortunately, what's tragic about him is he lost his mother when he was four years old. He was raised in New Jersey. Now, Kyrie Irving um, had a propensity to play basketball very well at a young age, and a lot of that passion actually came in from his father, who had played overseas ball. Um, from there, Kyrie Irving, you know, actually, you know, this is just some random facts, was actually left-handed, and he went to a Catholic school, and they slapped him every time he used his left hand. That's why he's actually ambidextrous when he plays basketball. Um, throughout his career, he was really, you know, prominent within basketball. He would go to Duke only playing 11 games, then being drafted to the Cleveland Cavaliers. So that's kind of the back, the back end, or the that's like, that's kind of the context of um, getting into kind of his beginning. And when we look at Kyrie Irving, always surrounded with some aspects of conflict back in 2018, referring to the fact that he didn't know if the earth was flat, you know, which is, is, you know, it's into the flat earthers. And originally how the Kyrie Irving topic was brought to me is Phil said, hey, why don't you do one on the conspiracy theories that Kyrie Irving believed? So I did a deep dive on it and it wasn't necessarily that he believed all these conspiracy theories. What I really found out is that the media gets a hold of certain things and amplifies them in ways that aren't necessarily the truth. Um, and and in my opinion, it's a really good example of being branded and not understanded, being branded as a conspiracy theorist now anti-Semitic. So where did this all come from? Well, um, 
Essentially, Kyrie Irving made a post. And within this post, he's now taking it down. Um, he was indicating that, you know, black people need to go see said movie. Um, this movie is a movie that was created by Ronald Dalton Jr. It was a book originally. It has four point stars. You know, 260 people rated this and gave it four point stars. And it's called Hebrews, Hebrews 2 the n-word wake up america and on the cover of the book is actually the ark so i mean within this book it came out in 2017 like i said 206 people rated it it's five point stores this movie this book was actually converted into a movie and it covers many a conflict in it i i haven't read the book i've only kind of googled listened to a couple things but Essentially, um, Kyrie Irvin posted this book on his Twitter, and what kind of what the message is within the book is, it's it's really interesting because it's kind of I'm saying kind of a lot. It's referring to this identity of um, African American kind of being potentially the chosen, the chosen tribe, part of the chosen tribe, in that there is. Um, anti-Semitic, in my opinion, truly anti-Semitic narr- narr- narrations going on that potentially the Jewish people and the media are corrupt and that they're trying to control information and they potentially worship Satan. And these things are pretty harsh, but I don't know how it got so many reviews. Like, I'm going to read, like, I don't know if I can read these reviews. This is really blowing my mind. I'm actually going to read some of the reviews. Okay, this is from January 30, 2020. Ronald Dalton did a phenomenal job with the research conducted with this book. This really should be a must-read for all Christians and religious, um, curious people around the world. Okay, so when I look at this, it, I don't know. It just seems like potentially maybe there's some things taken out of the book. I am actually, the anti-Semitic thing on my end is secondhand. I heard... Um, this is actually what I heard Skip Bayless say in a YouTube video. So for the record, I could be completely off as well. And I'm observing secondhand information. So whenever you observe secondhand information, it's almost like you're paying telephone. So I'm just going to go through and read some of the other things. And this says, this is, says awesome book, December 25th, 2019. The true Hebrews of the Bible do not practice Judaism with this in the conflict of the Bible, the book did a great job summarizing the real Hebrews of the Bible and the chorus filled to be the Hebrews of the Bible. The Star of David is the star of... Oh, this is going into some demonic stuff. Wow. Okay. Interesting. All right. Another five-star review from February 7th. Ronald Day Johnson did an incredible research. God has opened his eyes too much, too so much. Only after reading this did the book a lot of things I... Struggle to understand, start making sense. That's really how it's written. I'm not reading like I'm dyslexic at all. Uh, great, great book. I have few of Ronald Bach Jr.'s book. The book knows what he's talking about and came across to provide, to prove what he's talking about. Okay, so, I mean, obviously what it's saying is the people who read this book really identify and believe this ideology. This is finally a one-star one. And this is... 
This is voluptuous, hateful, straight up. Someone you know, Amazon, are selling this piece of trash. Black Bible is better than the white biograph, and there should be zero tolerance for all bigotry. Man, I cannot read. This is... <laughs> I'm reading bigotry like it's... Oh, man. Bigotry. So, frankly, so some people do think it... You know, so that's the one star, but there's so many five stars. So... That's really interesting one itself, but kind of getting into Kyrie Irving and what happened is he posted this on his Twitter, and that's where the conversations really kind of started, and it actually happened within his media interview, and there, I mean, they asked Kyrie about it, and it's like, you know, he kind of, I mean, Kyrie Irving's really well-spoken, you know, like when I listen to him, I'm like, this dude can talk and he can speak really well, but sometimes I'm like, what is he truly saying? So he posted this. I don't know if he read it. I don't know if he understood the context of it. You know, but posting something like this is pretty strong thing to post. And in my ultimate opinion, I don't know if he really read it or watched the movie. Um, and maybe there's parts of it he resonated with. Or maybe he was like talking to somebody and he was watching it and he wasn't paying attention fully. Because... The thing about Kyrie Irving is sometimes he comes off like in the media room with like a little bit of an attitude. And in my mind, it's like, I get it. Like, you don't want to be there. But, buddy, you make $30 million. You're representing an NBA franchise, which makes millions of dollars. You're in this great opportunity. And it's like, you know, when I was in China, I always thought I hated when people came up and talked to me. But I was like, they might be the only American they've ever met and it's my job to represent america in such a highway that it just leaves a good impression on them and it's like you know whenever you get Kyrie Irving giving these interviews it's like it doesn't leave the best impression he's you know one person asked him about how he plays through ramadan and you know he didn't even want to answer that you know but it's like you know if you're going to choose these hard outliners of faith or or comments like this and submit these things and put them out in the world you better be able to back them up because, you know, you're not an average person. You know, it's like sometimes, too, it's like you get the feeling that he talks a lot about human struggle, which is great in overcoming. It's like, bro, you make more money than like 90. You make more money than probably 98 percent of the world's population. Like, you know, I get that human has struggles, but your financial well-being is some of the most incredible and you're also considered one of the greatest basketball like players of the current time but it's really interesting because it kind of reminds me of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and when he was transitioning into being you know he was a radical Islamic he had a really bad attitude and he was actually tied to a radical group that was staying in one of his houses in Detroit and and the radical group ended up killing people and you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar always kind of had this attitude about him. And, you know, it's kind of like, in a lot of ways, it seems similar. Not necessarily it's the same. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was really well-read, very articulate, and understood a lot about his faith. And, you know, what was really interesting about him is his girlfriend, for many, many years, actually was a Buddhist. And they would talk a lot about different con concepts within religion. And I just checked um, Kyrie Irving's Twitter, and he said he's an omni, which is he believes in all religions. So 
you know, those are, those are, those are interesting points, but at the end of the day, I don't think Kyrie Irving's anti-Semitic. I think he aligned with, with some aspects probably of this book slash movie that he posted on his Twitter. And then he got into that interview and he kind of had an attitude about it and it kind of snowballed, you know, and what's even worse is the GM tweeted about Kyrie Irving's anti-Semitic, whatever, and didn't even talk to him. It's like, bro, like you, you're, you're the boss. Like you got to go talk to Kyrie Irving because if you're putting stuff out there on Twitter, it just makes it look even worse. And I think what like really stood out to me about this whole little example of research is how quickly stories can get away from the actual truth within the media. It's like there's facts, there's what's happened, and there's what's being projected. And I'm not saying it as like this weird conspiracy theory. I just think it's sensationalized. I think we're so much now in in this state of, you know, trying to get people, got them, got you, you posted this, you're this, you're that, you're this, that it's not really like, you know, it's like who cares really too. I mean, I understand Kyrie gets paid a lot and he's an NBA player, but Kyrie Irving too should be able to post whatever he wants to on TikTok and not have them or on Twitter and not have the media ask him about it. It's like, what is that relevant to basketball? It's like, I think too, it's like, here's the other side of the story is like, why is the media trying to get him go through this stuff and ask questions in it? I mean, I understand it, but it's like you are sports commentators. You're not social commentators. You know, do you, I mean, it's like Kyrie Irving, you know, ask him about the game. That's what he gets paid to do. It's like if I was in a meeting and I posted something on Facebook, it's almost like, but it's, you know, this is kind of where we're kind of in that time period where it's like, Workers can't post certain things on Facebook or they would potentially get fired. And you do have to manage the content of what you're putting out there and practice some social social etiquette for your social media. So it's like it's interesting. Like there's multiple layers of it, but I think at the end of the day, the buck stops at Kyrie Irving and he has a choice to post that kind of stuff, whether he believes it, whether it's on impulse or whatever it is, the message is still out there. He's still gonna be considered anti Semitic no matter what I say. And, you know, he has to dial back and bring in his branding and figure out what to do, you know, because in this day and age, it's like you just can't say things, you know, no matter who you are without any accountability, you know, because things will come back on you, whether it be just or unjust. It's like, you know, you're he's kind of putting a target on his back is really what he's doing. And it's like if you want to create this outlook image to help whoever, it's like posting things on Twitter really isn't going to do that. Like you got to like talk to people build environments, create publications, write about it, but posting some documentaries. So those are my two cents for the short end podcast. I could go all night, but we'll talk to you tomorrow.